is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Hi everyone, thank you for being with us today. Uh, welcome, particularly if this is your first time connecting with Jubilee. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you for being here. You're here on a day uh, when we get to the end of our series on prayer called 40 Days of Prayer. We've been looking at this subject for the last few weeks. And who would have thought when we started this series just a few weeks ago when we were meeting at Quad on a Sunday morning, None of us expected to find ourselves in the situation we're in now where we're unable to meet together physically, um, but we are meeting together online and I'm thrilled that you're here and I'm excited about this morning's message. Huge thanks to everyone who's been involved in this series, whether you've been teaching on a Sunday, hosting one of the small groups, or, or maybe you've been a participant in one of the small groups and following the daily readings. Thank you for being part of this journey for us as a church together. It's been so good to have you uh, with us. I'm hoping you've really enjoyed it and benefited uh, from our time together looking at this, looking at this subject. So today I get to finish this series, more on that in a moment. There will be a bonus Sunday later in the year. Uh, I felt that I'd like to do a Sunday on the power of praying in tongues. And I think that'd be a good one to do when we can be together in a room, we can pray for one another. Uh, but the power of praying in tongues, uh, I think it'd be an important subject to look at, is the heavenly language that the Holy Spirit gives us to help us to pray and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to sharing that with you, uh, I trust, later in the year when we can gather together once again. Isn't it interesting we find ourselves looking at a series on prayer when suddenly in our nation, prayer seems something that is a subject that's talked about uh, in a way that it wasn't even just a few short weeks ago. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, the, the hashtag pray for Boris was all over our social media as we were urged to pray for our Prime Minister Boris Johnson as he was taken into hospital battling coronavirus. Just last weekend, last Sunday, the headline on the Mail on Sunday uh, talked about this, talked about the story of Boris Johnson being in hospital uh, fighting this virus. And the headline was this. He was so sick that all number 10 staff could do was pray. And then the feature writer went on to talk about uh, number 10 staff praying together for the Prime Minister. It's amazing, isn't it? Friends, I believe that we're looking at this subject of prayer for such a time as this. This is such a critical time in our nation, a critical time right around the world. We need to know how to pray and it's great that we're looking at this subject together. We know who we're praying to. We know that we have a Father in heaven who loves us, a loving heavenly Father who loves to, to answer his children's prayers, his children's requests. And I know for some of you, things are tough right now. Maybe you yourself are battling this coronavirus. Maybe even today you're sick. Maybe there are those in your family who are unwell with this. Maybe those in your circle of friends. Maybe for some of you, it's not the virus that's the, the battle right now, but the, the job situation. You find yourselves maybe uh, out of work or, or maybe you've been, uh, there's a threat of redundancy or maybe you've been put on furlough. 
whatever it is, I know for many of you, things right now uh, are tough and it's a difficult season. But it's right in those sort of seasons that we need to know we have a God who loves us. You have a God who loves you, a Father who loves you and loves to answer your prayers. So meanwhile, today uh, I get to finish this series. There have been uh, many great messages throughout the series. Uh, I get well, quite a tricky one, really, which is this. What do you do when God says no? What do you do when God says no? Let's pray together and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence and we pray now in these moments as we consider this subject together that you would be our teacher, that you would speak to us, that we would hear from heaven. And God, you would apply the, the words of scripture to our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God always answers prayer. He doesn't always answer it in a way we would expect or maybe we would want, but God does always answer prayer. We heard over, over recent weeks that when the timing isn't right, but it's a good request, God might say, slow. Or it may be that if God wants to give you something that you're not ready yet, God may say, grow. Or if the timing's right and you're ready and it's a good and godly request, God may say, go. But also there are times when the request is not right and God says, no. What do you do in those moments? How do you handle it then? The honest answer is sometimes we just don't know why God says no. Why does he say no? Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes it's unexplainable. Sometimes we, we can't understand it. There is no seeming reason that we could get hold of. And it's in those moments that there for us is a test of faith. Will we hold on to God even if we don't really understand what's going on or why God may not be answering our prayer in the way that we hoped for? Maybe you are praying for someone to be healed and they weren't. Or maybe they haven't been yet and you don't understand why. Maybe you've been praying for a family member to come to know Christ and that hasn't happened yet and you don't know why. In those situations, it can be heartbreaking, almost unbearable. But God calls us even then to continue to trust him and to hold on to him. Why does God say no? Sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes it's unexplainable. But sometimes there are a whole host of reasons. And gosh, I guess there could be thousands of reasons why God might say no to us. Today, I want to look at just three of them. Three reasons why God might say no. But before we get there, notice there's a caution. If you're, if you're following in the notes, if you've got the, uh, the handout here on your outline, you'll see there's a caution and it's this. Use these reasons to comfort yourself, but never use them with someone in pain because you don't know why God has said no to them. Use these reasons for yourself, but don't use them for somebody else because you don't know the whole situation. You don't know exactly what's going on. You don't know why God has said no to that person. And you know, 
even if you did know the reason, would that make it better? It wouldn't necessarily make it any less painful. When disaster strikes, the first question most of us ask is, why? Why? Often we don't get an answer to that question. But even if we did, it wouldn't make it any less painful. Some things will never understand this side of heaven. I guess that could be true for Job. He lost everything. The Old Testament character of Job, he lost everything. His family, his wealth, his health. Everything went from him. He loses it all. And the Bible describes how Job had some friends who came to him. But for seven days, they didn't say anything to him. There's real wisdom there. Rick Warren says, when someone's in pain, you show up and shut up. I love the phrase, you show up and shut up. Actually, sometimes you just need to be there. The deeper the pain, the deeper the pain, the fewer words you use. Often people say, but I don't know what I would say when going to somebody in pain or through a difficult situation. The truth, friends, is it's not about what you say. It's about your presence. It's about you being there. It's about you making a connection with someone. So if somebody you know today is going through a tough situation, maybe in pain, I want to encourage you, urge you to make contact, reach out. Don't try to bring lots of clever words, but just be there. Your presence in, is, is, says enough by itself. But we do know this. If you pray, God will answer. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says this. God says, call to me and I will answer you. Not I may answer you or I might do, but I will answer you. It's a promise of God. If you pray, God will answer. It just may not be in the way that you would want or you would hope for. So what are some of the reasons that God might say no? Here are just three. Number one, God may say no when he has a bigger perspective. God says no when he has a bigger perspective. We need to understand that God sees things from his perspective, not ours. We only see things from a limited perspective, but God sees things right through time and eternity. He can see how things that you're asking for now will have an effect not only on you and those around you, but maybe even on generations to come, maybe your children and grandchildren. You could never see that. God says no because he has a bigger perspective. He sees things that you can't. And take, for example, Daniel in the Old Testament. Now, he might have prayed not to be thrown in the den of lions. What happens? He gets thrown in the den of lions. Why? Because God has a bigger perspective. God allows him to go into the lion's den, but then saves him out of it. Much bigger story. A much greater miracle. God has a much bigger perspective. God says no when he has a bigger perspective. That's the first one. Number two is this. God says no when he has a better plan. God says no when he has a better plan. 
God said this through the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 55, verse, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God often says no when he has a better plan. And remember this, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. God is more interested in your character than your comfort. He knows that by what you're walking through, what you're going through, you'll grow, you'll learn things about him that you would never know if life was easy and it all was rosy. God's unlikely to give you the easy way out. He wants you to grow in your trust of him and your understanding of him. He's more interested in your character than your comfort. Many of our Bible heroes didn't get or didn't see what they were hoping for or praying for before they died. You might think, why? What went wrong? Did something go wrong? What was happening there? Remember this. God has all of eternity to fulfill his promises. We have, we have a limited lifespan, but God has all of eternity to th see things work out. And I guess if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you, you could look back on prayers that you prayed, maybe as a young Christian. If you're anything like me, you think, gosh, I'm glad God didn't answer those prayers. He sees things in a much bigger perspective. And he, say, he sees things in his plan. God may say no when he has a better plan, a better plan. And number three, God says no when he has a greater purpose. God says no when he has a greater purpose. God will never let your prayers interfere with his purpose for your life. God has a purpose for you, a purpose for your life, and he's not about to let your prayers interfere with that. Remember, we see things from a limited perspective. He doesn't. He sees things from his perspective and all throughout time in eternity. And he has a much greater purpose at work. God sometimes says no when he has a greater purpose. Remember, God can use everything in your life. Yes, he uses the good, but he can also use the bad. He can use the mistakes that you made. He can use those poor choices that you made. He can weave it all together and bring something beautiful out of it. God may say no when he has a greater purpose. And as well as the purpose being for our lives and for his glory, God can use these things for the benefit of other people as well. We often don't see that at the time, but looking back upon our lives, we can often see how situations we walked through, situations we went through, even if we may have wondered where God was at the time, looking back, we can see that not only was God with us, but he walked us through something in order that we could then be a blessing to other people and help other people maybe in a similar situation. 
God sometimes says no when he has a greater purpose. So what then should you do when God says no? How should you cope? How should you pray? What, what do you do in those moments? What should you do when God says no? Firstly, this. Number one, trust that God does everything in goodness and love. Trust that God does everything in goodness and love. Psalm 25 verse 10 says this, All the ways of the Lord are loving. There are no unloving ways of God. There couldn't be. God is love. Everything about him is love. He, he couldn't be unloving if he tried. And all his ways are loving. Even in difficulty, even in pain, God does everything in goodness and love. And you don't have to understand God's answer to know that it's motivated by love because he is love. Secondly, when in pain, you can pray in the same sort of way that Jesus prayed when he was facing the cross. Last weekend, we celebrated Easter, Jesus' death and resurrection. And the night before he went to the cross, and the night before his crucifixion, in the Garden of Gethsemane, we read in Scripture about how Jesus prayed. When you're in pain, you can pray in the same sort of way that Jesus prayed when he was facing the cross. Jesus affirmed God's power. He affirmed God's power. Abba, Father, I know you can do all things. Anything is possible for you. Jesus affirmed God's power. You can do that as you pray. But secondly, Jesus asked with passion, Father, please take away the suffering. In the same way, you can ask with passion for what you're asking for. But thirdly, Jesus accepted God's plan. He accepted God's plan. He said, but not my will be done, but yours. You too can accept God's plan. What should you do when God says no? Trust that God does everything in goodness and love. When in, when in pain, pray in the same way that Jesus prayed when he was facing the cross. And then thirdly and finally, Expect God to give grace to handle his answer. Expect God to give you grace to handle his answer. God will give you what you need. He will give you everything you need. And he will give you his grace to handle what you need. His grace is sufficient. The Apostle Paul put it like this. He was describing what the Bible calls a thorn in the flesh. We, we don't exactly know what that was. But Paul said this about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, says Paul. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Many have speculated as to what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. But whatever it was, we know that God's grace was sufficient for Paul to keep him through it. 
Expect God to give you the grace you need to handle his answer. Just as God's grace was sufficient for Paul, it's sufficient for you today in whatever you're facing. As we look back over what we've been learning over these past few weeks together, my prayer and my hope is that not only have you been encouraged, but you've also learned some things about God and his character and his love for you. We've, le- we've learned not only how to pray, we've learned more about the Lord and who he is and his love for us. Maybe you're watching this today. Perhaps this is the first time you've even been with us and you don't yet know God's love for you personally. I want to invite you today in just a moment to respond to God's invitation for a relationship with you, for you to be able to experience his love and his goodness, for you to be able to pray, Father in heaven, as we've been talking about even this morning. Today, you've got an opportunity to commit your life to Christ, to turn away from the way you have been living and to turn and follow him, to receive his love, his forgiveness, to receive his goodness and his life in the Holy Spirit and eternal life with him as well. There's a hope and a promise that Jesus has for you and that that hope not just for now, but for all eternity to be with him. Today, you have an opportunity to to respond to that if you've never done that for yourself. If you'd like to do that today, if you'd like to find out more, if, if today you'd like to put your trust in Jesus Christ, right now, even as you watch this, a, a box is going to appear on the screen and it will say, I commit my life to Jesus. If you click on that, you get an opportunity to, to click on the raise hand button. And as you do that, you're indicating that you want to put your trust and your hope in Jesus. And as you do that, one of our host team will uh, be able to chat with you, to pray with you, to explain some more to you. We'd love to send you some free literature to, to help you on your journey as well. So if today you want to put your trust and your hope in Jesus Christ, click on that button on your screen right now. Raise your hands. Click on that raise hand button. And you get the opportunity to, to talk and to, uh, to pray with one of our team right now. My prayer for all of us this morning is that we'll learn to handle situations when God says no to us. With grace, knowing that he loves us and is for us. And as we do so, we'll grow in him and our relationship with him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. And we pray now in these moments that God would know that all afresh. Father, I pray for any responding to you for the first time today that, Lord Jesus, there'll be those whose lives you're touching and men and women that you're bringing into relationship with yourself, maybe for the first time. I pray that you'd be at work in all our hearts for your goodness, with your grace, and for your glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you.
this Jubilee Church podcast, feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.